Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Obis Partners. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about one of the biggest mistakes that property investors need to avoid. It is the danger of analysis paralysis. Now, what is analysis paralysis other than just a snappy rhyme? <laughs> so when we're talking about analysis paralysis, this is when you are overthinking or over-analyzing an investment decision to the point where you don't do anything. So you might know that you want to invest in property, but you find yourself not doing it because there's too much information out there, or there are too many options, or you're worried about making the wrong decision. So you spend all of this time learning or gathering more information, but don't end up doing anything. And the best way to grow your wealth through property is to buy a property. Now, that doesn't mean you just go out and buy anything just because you're going to buy something. The mistake I see investors make all the time is they get into information gathering mode rather than taking action mode. Yeah. So although you don't just buy anything, you do have to buy something. You've got to invest in something if you're going to become a property investor. That's the key. Now, Andrew, I know that you have not been immune to this yourself. Tell us about a time where you got into analysis paralysis and you didn't make a decision. So I think probably the times that I can think of is just in the earlier stages of my investing. That first purchase is always the hardest. And going around, not really knowing what you want and then going and crunching the numbers and being too fixated on certain things and expecting to get everything in a deal. So I remember going around and thinking, oh, you know, this one's a good location, but the yield's not that good. Or this one's yield's great, but the neighbours are a bit dodgy and overthinking everything, then the problem is the longer you leave it, the more you end up paying for something. And I know that in our book, Wealth Plan, which actually is in bookstores and people can just get it from wealthplanbook.com, you talk about that one of the ways you got snapped out of that situation or that paralysis was that you ended up talking to Tony Mounts from Tony Mounts Mortgages. Yeah, who basically just bullied me into it, said, just go buy a property. And so I did. So what's the cost? What is the consequence if you get into this analysis paralysis? Look, there are a couple. The first one, and this is the biggest one, is that the year's now 2043. We're 20 years into the future. Andrew and I are still recording this podcast. Our knees hurt a bit more. Oh, they already do. I don't think I it could get any worse. <laughs> My lower back after that <laughs> festival the other day. But the year's 2043, and you think, I should have bought a property 20 years ago. My life would be so different if I had have bought something and invested 20 years ago. Because the thing is, you might be poorer than you could have been. You've lost out on money and don't have as much as you want or as much as you could have because you didn't make some of those investment decisions. So missing out on that opportunity. And I think the second one, is wasted time. If you're constantly in information gathering mode, you're spending time, you're investing time, but you're not getting your return from that time because you're not putting it into practice. So two things, missing out on opportunity, wasting a lot of time, but also number three is losing out on a good deal because you might find that you've spent so much time on due diligence for a property, but then some other buyer has come in and snapped up the property that you wanted to buy before you had the chance to, because you'd spent so much time trying to analyze it. And I think the other thing is that it can be a bit bad for your mental health if you're spending all of this time analyzing, because it might cause indecision, which leads to stress and anxiety for property investors. And you just find that you're second guessing or leaning into self-doubt. So look, when it comes to building a portfolio, 
It's not always about getting the models exactly perfect or technically correct and trying to buy the most perfect property possible. It's about getting on with it and getting it done. Now, again, I'm not telling you to make dumb decisions, but you've got to balance analysis with some doing. But Andrew, give us an example about perhaps an investor you've worked with who you think had analysis paralysis and talk to us about the bad things that happened because they were in that situation. Well, I'll think of a couple. There's actually a couple that I've been working with in Hamilton for a while who want to have a significant portfolio. The problem is they have to buy their first one. And the first one is proving to be a real challenge for them to get their head around. Now, these people have made money in different ways in the past. And so getting into the property investment mindset is quite different, you know, using debt, using leverage, making contributions. That's quite a foreign concept for them. They're used to putting money in shares and getting money out of businesses. And so whilst they've got very big ambitions in terms of what they want to achieve in a portfolio, they haven't bought property number one yet. So these are the ones who want 100 properties, is Correct. It? They want 100, but we've still got 100 to go. And actually another couple in Cambridge that I've just recently been working with, lovely couple who are in kind of the industry. And because they've got some knowledge of the market and because they've got a lot of other things going on personally, after my first meeting, I thought these guys are going to really suffer with analysis paralysis. Now, we're going to get beyond that, but it's going to take a bit of a mental mind shift for them to actually achieve something. I'll tell you something funny, Andrew. I've seen a couple of comments on YouTube with people saying, Ed, can you talk about what you're investing in on the podcast? Because I think you do really interesting analysis. Now, the funny thing is I do nothing more than what we talk about on this podcast. I do nothing more than we talk about on the YouTube. In fact, I would say that I do less of it yes. because I do it. Actually, I had somebody come up to me at a recent property investment seminar we did who said, Ed, I feel sorry for you. And I said, oh, that's very interesting. Talk to me about I do that. too. <laughs> and he said, why? Because I've got to deal with you. And your grubby glasses, yeah. Oh, d don't give me any more <laughs> uh, smack about my grubby glasses, Andrew. If you are that annoyed by them, go and buy me a microfiber cloth. <laughs> so he says to me, Ed, I feel sorry for you because you do all of this analysis for other people and for our investors, but you might not get time to do it yourself. Because to be honest, I look at the stock list, I see properties that Andrew's approved that the team's brought on. I thought, oh, that's quite well priced. <laughs> Give me the contract. I'll just sign that. Yeah, and that's Sign that. And then usually don't do any more due diligence and end up buying it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not suggesting you do that, by the way. That's probably not enough <laughs> analysis. But all I'm trying to say is that you could only go so far with learning before you have to start doing. I'm, you know, there's nothing special I do that we don't talk about on the show or show on YouTube. Now, where's the Goldilocks zone, though? Because there are definitely situations where there is not enough analysis. There are times where there's too much analysis. And what's the Goldilocks zone? What's just right? So if I think about a time where there would be not enough analysis, I'd say that's if you see a property down the street and just buy it. And I remember talking to a potential investor who owned their own home in a really nice suburb in Auckland. It was Ribuera. And they say, oh, well, I've seen some units come up for sale down the road from me. I think I'm going to buy them. Thought, not enough analysis. You probably don't want to buy something that's just down the road from you. Not enough diversification. Too much analysis would be looking through every single property on Trade Me within a suburb, trying to analyse 20 properties at once. For me, just right would be deep diving into a handful, up to five deals, and saying which of these is the best, 
after deciding what your buying criteria is going to be and saying which sort of area do I want to invest in. If I'm thinking about not enough analysis, I'm thinking if you have no process to run due diligence, so you don't actually dig in to look further at the property you're potentially buying, whereas too much analysis would be having no process, again, to decide what to look at and what not to look at, so you try and do due diligence on every property. Whereas what you actually want to do is run your properties through the return on investment spreadsheet and have some criteria to judge which properties work and which ones don't. So Andrew, how does a property investor overcome analysis paralysis? Okay, now I've got five steps for you. Number one, you need to follow a process so that you're satisfied that you've actually had a methodology to find the right property. Now, two parts to this, you need to set clear investment goals and criteria to help you focus your analysis. And there are two to that. Number one is you have to have your goals. So you can use the My Wealth Plan software to actually be able to do that. And the reason that's important is you need to know how many and how often. Number two is you need to set your buying criteria. And the way you can do that is using the return on investment calculator. And that's specifically saying which property works and which ones don't. And choosing the one that's got the highest return on investment is certainly a good way to start. Step number two is you create a timeline for the decision making. So I want to buy X number of properties by X period of time. So I want this property by June next year, for example. And in fact, all of the investors that we work with here at Opus Partners have that as part of their My Wealth Plan. Step number three, you need to use data and market research to inform your analysis. But don't let that paralyze you. Now, there's an excellent video that Ed released this week which is how to buy your first investment property. And it shows you the eight steps to walk through this process. You can just find that on our YouTube channel. So just Google Opus Partners YouTube. It'll be the first thing that comes up. Step number four is build a team of trusted advisors. Now, that could be a property investment company like Opus Partners, but you might use a real estate agent instead. Then you're going to also need a lawyer, an accountant, and a property manager. And of course, we're not the only property investment company around. And step number five, and this is the most important, put the property under contract subject to due diligence and do the due diligence. Now, that doesn't commit you to buying the property, but you cannot buy a property without doing this step. And I think the key thing here is that sometimes you just need to point out that you are in analysis paralysis and be like, there are going to be people listening to the show who is like, oh, that's me. That's me. You might be feeling uncomfortable now and thinking, Oh, yeah, no, but, you know, we're different because little Sally has to go to school before we look at property investment, and you're just talking yourself out of it. Actually, that's a good point because there are a number of investors who we all like to think that we're different, that we're the exception to the rule. Yeah, but the truth is that 99% of us need to grow our wealth so that we are able to retire comfortably and the majority of us have a wealth gap that we need to do something for. Now, again, that doesn't have to be property. It could be shares or managed funds or something else. But we've got to do something. And as much as we might think we're special, most of us are in that position. And all of us can sometimes fall into analysis paralysis. Now, if that is you, one good step is to create your My Wealth Plan and see where you are. Easy way to do this, go to mywealthplan.opuspartners.co.nz or there's a link down in the show notes. And that's where you can start building out your plan, which will likely get you motivated enough to start on this journey. We're going to wrap this up, but don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people.
Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most after you sell the property market. Until next time.